Cool. So we're here with John John from Core 2 out of Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. he's got the, a new way of doing professional services that I think is super smart. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the intro, Adam. <laughs> yeah, I'm John John. I'm the CEO of Core 2. Uh, we started last year. I've been in identity and access management for 17 years now. Uh, working alongside Adam for a lot of them back in the Oracle days is where we met. Currently, I started a consulting company last year, uh, Core2. Uh, we concentrate on nearshore identity and access management services. Uh, so my business partner, Roberto Weller, he's based out of Guatemala. Um, so what he used to do is he worked for SailPoint and you know, SailPoint initially tried to do offshoring in India, but with the time zone issues, it never really took off. So when he was there, he convinced them there's a boatload of talent in Mexico City uh, central time zone, they speak English well. Uh, he was able to convince them to send him to Mexico City, build up that office, train resources, get him on projects. Um, that went really well, uh, but you know, he's originally from Guatemala, he wanted to go back home. He ended up leaving SailPoint, going back to Guatemala, got out of identity and access management for about a year, um, then reached out to me. Suck back. <laughs> he got sucked back <laughs> in. It's honestly a very tough industry to leave. It's a, such a small world in identity access management. And everyone keeps calling you. You're yes. like, I'm done. I'm going to do this stuff. And all of a sudden it's like, hey, I got a gig. It's like, dude, yep. no. And then, no, come on. It's like, I'll pay you. It's like, okay, oh, fine. I believe you. It's the same thing with uh, David Lee. When I talked to him, you got you try to get out of it and got sucked back in. We always do. Yeah, but he got sucked back in. Uh, we started it last year. We hired a couple of resources. We're growing. Uh, got them trained up, got them on projects, so it's going well. So the the near shore consulting model. I, mean, I think that's super smart. When I uh, left Mycroft, I did a brief stint with a company called CTI, and they they were the first ones I saw do that. Where they had a huge office down in Buenos Aires because they're like, look, same time zone, everyone speaks English well. It's not the different accent. Everyone, you know, it's more similar. Everyone's used to that Spanish yeah. type of accent. Yep. And they did really well with it. So I think it's super smart what you're doing. Yeah. For sure. And and currently, you know, it's Guatemala, but. Uh, we actually just talked to a resource in Argentina, oh. uh, <laughs> so I might might have to hire him just so I could have an excuse to go to Buenos Aires. <laughs> I love Buenos Aires; it's amazing. Yeah, I haven't been. That's, that's something on the bucket list. It's like a Parisian New York down in, huh. in Argentina with amazing food and super yeah, friendly people. Right on the water. Yeah, dollar goes far these days. <laughs> hey, you can do the Uruguay like passport run, so you never uh, have to leave too. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> so, what kind of uh, software are you focus on? Like you said, Oracle. Yeah, so mainly right now we've been doing uh, SailPoint implementation work. Oh, SailPoint, okay. Uh, yeah, on the Identity IQ and Identity Now side, uh, we're you know, focusing primarily on that initially um, and then probably building a managed service offering. I think one of the big things that a lot of our partners that we've been working with have been asking is, you know, are you guys going to get into managed services with, you know, more reasonable rate resources mm -hmm. out of Central America and South America? it makes sense to build up the managed service offering. Uh, there's a lot of clients here that have a need for it. Um, and with everyone going to SaaS, it's yeah. not you know the big monolithic OIM deployments that yeah. we used to do. And you know just an upgrade of OIM was like a six to eight month project. Uh, you know With everything going SaaS, it's not that anymore. It's more just adding on some services, onboarding applications. So let me ask you this, do you do fixed big contracts? Uh, we haven't yet. Uh, but I mean, we'll, if the correct fixed bid contract came along, uh, yeah, I think it's been a while since I've got a fixed bid contract. Yeah, everyone got spooked in the 2000s because everyone got f***ing 
raped. <laughs> you did it because like cause it took to install the software would take a year, right? Just yes. to get the stuff done and like, oh, we'll get it done in three months because the sales guys go in and just have no idea what they're doing. And the, yeah. So they, you know, like, oh, we're going to make a hundred grand, like negative a hundred thousand dollars later. Yes, we we had that with a fixed bid Oracle upgrade once. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, when the man serves the space, I think it does make sense to do yeah. fixed bid. Um, I think it's a lot easier to scope that uh, these days, especially when it's not sales guys, it's myself and Roboto doing the scoping. Yeah. I don't have to rely on the sales guy to do it. <laughs> I think that's the deal. Like, all the engineers and the developers have learned how to sell. So yes. now we know how to talk to the clients directly. So we're like, no, no, yeah. no, this guy's an idiot. This is actually what's going to happen. Trust me, I've done this 20,000 times. Yeah. This is what happens when you get me and Adam <laughs> talking. We, we trash out sales guys, we'll eventually trash on PMs. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten so many PMs fired over the years. It's, I think that's like, I had like little notches. Yeah, that was like what you were known PM. for. <laughs> Let me forward that email for you. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad you're getting all the credit for the work we're doing. Hey, as long as you send them your weekly status. Hey, you know, you have to make sure I submit my time. My, now it's my daily stand-up. Did I move the thing over in the Kanban board? Did I put the comments in? Okay. Yeah. I can keep my job. Yeah, so I'm really interested in uh, the blockchain stuff you're doing. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I admittedly am definitely behind on that. We're going to um, change that. Yeah. <laughs> that I would not mind. Yeah, because I mean, it's like, it's, the world's definitely going there. And it's yeah. just like serverless architecture, right? Like in the beginning, if it was cloud, then cloud became, serverless was really the key benefit of the cloud architecture. Yeah, and then, you know, all these breaches, ransomware stuff that's happening, it's, everyone is going to get breached. That's why yeah. there's the whole zero trust architecture taking off. But truly the solution for that is being decentralized. Well, do you see the, <laughs> the token company? They have that ring. Uh, uh, which one is like, that? So right, right as soon as you walk in. Is that Yubico or is that No, 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 else? they're their own thing. So they made oh. a ring. Right now they only have like a prototype it looks like, mm -hmm. but it's a like a metal ring. On the inside of it is a fingerprint sensor to take your fingerprint to authenticate, to verify the fingerprint. Cool. Then from there it's got an NFC chip in it. So you can just tap your hand to authenticate. And then until you take it off, you remain authenticated as a person. Oh, wow. So I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. I was like, yeah. as me to have it for fun. But I'm thinking like from an enterprise perspective, if I was to walk into any bank and be like, hey guys, you all need to wear these rings while you're at work. I'm like, <laughs> man, this is going to some, this is some tough selling. I don't know if that's going to, I don't know if that's going to happen. And it's 300 bucks a pop. Whew. So, yeah. or they lease them for $10 a month, I believe. Hmm. Maybe you can get some like California startup that'll buy them. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, I just don't know if people are going to want to wear like Like, oh, yeah. when I'm at work, I have to wear this thing. It's like, people are gonna be like, oh, they're tracking my location. You know, people are going to have the tinfoil hat issue. Like, no, we just want to make sure your shit's not getting sold because you keep writing the password down yeah. on your desk. <laughs> you know what is interesting is like 15, 20 years ago, we all had RSA hard tokens. Yeah. They got rid of that for soft tokens, push notifications, SMS texts, and now yep. they're going back to pass keys and UB keys and yep. Now we need something physical. <laughs> yeah, need something physical again. Yep. Yeah, we're actually working on a product where um, we're taking like Web3 wallets to use as your authentication device. So this way, all you need is the private key. So as long as you can sign a message with your private key, whether it's soft, hardware, whatever, then you can authenticate yourself in. So you can be as simple as your MetaMask wallet right in the browser mm -hmm. or a hardware wallet that's locked in a vault protected by armed guards. Nice. So it's like you have the, you, it's up to you as a house secure, you, you need that particular thing. To do you so. do uh, work with the Decentralized Identity Foundation yeah. at all? Okay. Yeah, so well, we're big project into the seemed, Decentralized Identity. Yeah, so. that project seemed very interesting. And also there was like, what's it called, Sovereign? In sovereign they, ID. Yeah, Sovereign yeah. ID. That so that's one really, I was That's really what we're doing is like the, yeah. the authentication system that we have is truly decentralized identity. That's where I have very 
difference of opinion with a lot of these guys that say they have decentralized identities. Like, yeah. oh, look, we have decentralized identities. I'm not going to name companies right now, but <laughs> uh, they don't because decentralized means it's everywhere. Yeah. No one owns it. Right. But all these decentralized identity companies that say they have it, well, oh, it's on their servers that they own and they control. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but it's a, it's a blockchain, but it's a private blockchain that we own and we control. And if you wanted yeah. to, really, they could go and change the data and rewrite all the hashes. Hmm. So it's kind of like, why not just use a database? You know, you're, yeah. you're now you're just buying into the hype. Yeah. So you're utilizing blockchain, but not really yeah. for the purpose that it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because like, and I, you know, I'll put Microsoft on blast, but like, you know, you got the Entra ID. So they're doing, and I love, so here's the thing though. No big company is going to put a ton of money into developing decentralized identity if they're not going to make money on it, sure. right? So the fact that they still own it and control it makes total sense. Like, yeah. the, but because they're doing that, it's getting people to talk about decentralized identity and understand what it is and start integrating it. And all of a sudden, people are going to be like, oh, shit, this is really where everything's going to be going. Yeah. So that's why we're coming up with a really, truly decentralized. Like no one actually owns it. It's your Ethereum wallet address, which is the nice. Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, so I'm it's store truly it on my decentralized. Yeah, exactly. So it's all on the Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, and it's not yeah. like what we're developing is not like it's not like crazy rocket science. Like we're totally innovative that we're using wallets to sign in because in all decentralized applications yeah. for blockchain, you use your wallet to authenticate Correct. and sign messages. Yeah. So it's not like some new technology. It's like this is what's protecting trillions of dollars yep. right now. So <laughs> it's just enterprises using because they're like, oh, I don't know what that is. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's fun stuff. And then we just, we're tying that into traditional federation. So once you authenticate and sign that message with your wallet, we then build that OIDC token or whatever. And so then you can do All your you enterprise apps yeah, that you're tied you into everything integrate with it. Yeah. yeah, no, that that sounds so, ideal. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you guys are ahead of the curve on that. <laughs> Dude, you're going to join us. You're going to be, we're going to get you into the blockchain world. It's going to be fun. Yeah, we're definitely <laughs> glad we ran into each other. <laughs> Cool, man. Anything else you want to say and tell these tens of viewers that are watching us right now? <laughs> no, I just, you know, it's, it's a small world. I'm glad we're yeah, running into each other again. And yeah, thanks for having me on the podcast. Cool. Awesome, man.